Man, we need him tonight. Just like we needed him today. Just like I needed him yesterday. And the way my life has went so far, I can guarantee one thing about tomorrow. I'm going to need him. I'm going to. Brother Roger, that's all I can guarantee about tomorrow. Is I'm going to need God to get through it. Life. Life. But God. If we could just live our life by those two words. But God. We would soon start to understand some things about this world. One, we can't stop what's coming. And two, that doesn't stop God from who He is. But God. I want to talk uh, this evening on the power of the Word. The power of the Word. Turn with me to the book of Isaiah chapter 55. Verse... Verses 10 and 11. One of probably the most quoted scriptures in the Word of God. We quote it quite often around here because we live our life by that. God's Word does not come back void. Amen. Isaiah chapter 55 starting in verse 10 speaking tonight on the power of the Word. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there without watering the earth or making it uh, bare and sprout and furnishing seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so will my word be which goes forth from my mouth. It will not return to me empty without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. Lord, as we uh, come to you ending, Lord, our day of worship, help us to, uh, to understand what you have said to us even this day, Lord, what you're speaking to our hearts. Help us to understand the power of your word and the ability of your word to change lives, oh God, Lord, for it is the only thing in this world that has that power to change lives. Lord, I ask this in your name. Amen. So will my word be which goes forth from my mouth. That's how verse 11 starts and and verse 10, I really just needed to read the whole chapter. It's 13 verses. We probably could have, but if you haven't read Isaiah 55, uh, you need to. Uh, we, we like Isaiah 53, the suffering servant, we know that, but you know there's more chapters in Isaiah than just Isaiah 53, and uh, Isaiah 55, if you have a Bible like mine, there's a title at the top of it, and it says, The Free Offer of Mercy. The Free Offer of Mercy. We know that comes through Christ and Christ alone, but how do we know that? And we hear we hear stuff like that all the time, like uh, uh, God is God, God is love, God is powerful, God is just. How do we 
know that as as individuals, well, it would be easy to say, well, it's just because I feel it in my spirit. You know, if you're a saved person uh, here, hopefully we, we all are, you, you could bear witness, your spirit bears witness with the Spirit of God. And when you read these things or when you hear the truth of God, you go, yes, yes and amen. You know, I, I may not fully understand it. I don't know how God is God. We know that He's three persons and one God. And what does that mean? And we could get into this nuance and all of these things and really bog down in just the, just the, the nonsensical things that is Christianity. It really doesn't matter how God is. Yes, we need to know. We need to know the truth so that we don't fall into hypocrisy or fall into uh, something that we shouldn't, but let's just say He is, right? Let's start there. Maybe, maybe I just don't understand fully the things of God now, but by faith I will. We would be a lot better off if we were in a position uh, like that. Not that I know it all, but that I may have some things to learn, right? We come to realize that through the power of of the word the only thing that we have in this life that is yes and amen is the word of god it's the only thing in the bible that's yes and amen is the word of god and it's the only thing in your life that is going to be of a surety is the word of god it's powerful we'll read later on it's a two-edged sword capable of cutting even to the bone and the marrow, it gets down to the root of the matter. Nothing I say, nothing anybody says can cut like the Word can. Best case I can do is make you mad, but the Word can cut. It cuts through the emotion. And even though sometimes it ends up being the same thing, you're just mad at it, right? You would be lying if you said you've never read some, or you've read something in the Bible and you wasn't mad about it. You haven't read enough of it, right, to fully understand. I've read things in this Word when I read it, and I reread it, and I read it again, and I prayed, and I said, surely that doesn't say what it says, Brother Levi, and I went and reread it, and then I went and I studied it out, and I'm like, Maybe it's just this stupid English language that we have. I'll go, I'll, I'll try to my best ability to literally read Greek and try and figure it out. And then when you, when you put all the hours in, what you realize is, man, it says what it says. And it means what it means. And when it says that His Word is yes and amen, what that means to me is my Word isn't. I, oh, I strive to be like that. I strive to be like the Lord. But He is the only being in the created universe that's outside of creation because He is Creator, when He speaks, it means something. It does. If God isn't in this right now, you're about to hear 40 minutes or less, hopefully, of... <laughs> I hate putting a timer on myself because it's always like... It, I always break it. I'm really bad. I'm sorry, guys. I have a problem. I have an issue. Uh... Whatever I say up here, if the Lord isn't in it, it's nonsense, Brother Josh. It really means nothing. 
I've said a lot of good things. I may have patted people on the back. I may have said some things that you agreed with. But when it's all over, I've done nothing to benefit you in the kingdom. But let us break open the Word of God. If all we did was read the Word, we would be better off. We would, a lot of times. In this one verse, verse 11, we're confronted with with a few things. First, divine authority. Who has the final say? Well, it's God. Who has the ability to speak, to say, and before it is left the mouth, He knows that it's going to accomplish what it set out to do. That's God. When He spoke in the beginning, in His creation, He said, let there be light. I don't believe He sat around and waited to see if the light bulb was going to come on. When He flung the stars out to where they are, making each individual one and setting them in place, the Word of God says, that there's no chaos to this universe. It may look that way, but He's designed it exactly the way that it is. I don't believe He said, let me put this star here and this star here, and I hope they do what they're supposed to do. He just spoke, and it happened. When He created you, it was by no accident. I don't believe the Word of God gives us license to say He molded us and and even we were in His mind before the beginning of the foundations of the earth and, and He's molding us and He's placing us in our mother's womb and He goes, man, I hope He does what I set Him out to do. It sure would be. I have such a life for Him. I have such a plan for her. It sure would be nice if they walked in it. What kind of God do we serve? I serve a God who's big. Bigger than I can comprehend. But yet He is small enough to write to me. To speak in His Word. That's powerful. It really is. You want to know the key to life? It's in this Word. It's here. You want to know what you can accomplish in this life? Read about it in this Word. Every promise that God has ever given to us, Israel. Not all Israel is Israel, but Paul says everyone who's in Christ, guess what? We're Israel, baby. And all of those promises, both Old and New Testament, that's given to that nation, mean something. They really do. What power do I have in this life? What authority do I have over my life? Absolutely zero. But what great power I have when I just read His Word. First divine authority and sovereignty behind every word that's spoken by our Heavenly Father. The power that's contained within the Word is beyond measure. It's beyond comprehension. I I know a lot more today than I did ten years ago about the things of God. And I don't know anything of the things of God. I'll spend another 10 years, Lord willing, the rest of my life learning of God. And His Word says, Brother Chad, that all I'm going to do is learn more and more and more and more of His goodness 
and His mercy and His grace. That's what's, that's what's for us now and what's awaiting us in, in a future uh, to come. Those who are in Christ Jesus, the best is yet to come. Through His Word, God sets in motion His perfect plan. He's left no mystery for the church. You say, well, hold on, I don't know everything. No, you don't. And there's some things we won't know. But the mystery of why we're here and who God is and what we're supposed to do, the thing that the world has no idea what they're supposed to do, we, we know that. And how do we know that? You know how powerful it is to just know why you're here? Why has so many a great mind in humanity spent their lifetime, Socrates, Aristotle, all of these, Galileo, all of these mathematicians, all of these people looking at the stars and looking at creation, and trying, they're all trying to figure out one thing. Why are we here? Right? Who am I? Am I just my thoughts? Am I something else? Am I something inside of this thing? Are we just meat robots? Like, what, what are we? You get that famous phrase. I say it's famous. I don't even know who said it. It was a really old and he's dead now guy. That they were trying to figure out what makes what makes us right. And he said, "I I, I am what I am." Wow, that left me. I guess the Lord didn't need us to do that. That's fine. I'll think about it later tonight. Be watching my Facebook feed. I'll put it on there. <laughs> Super famous, y'all. God has sent His Word to us to be the means in which we are conformed to Him. What a, what a powerful thing. He hasn't just left us to our own vices, to our own ambitions, to our own, our own desires and our own will although we have all of those things that we've been we're being and being conformed into a better creature we're not what we was if you can look back over your life especially if you claim to be a christian and you can say i'm i'm just like i was before there's a problem there right if you can look and say i'm worst off for all of this religion there's a problem there but if you can look back and see who you are now and, and who you were, and it just breaks you on the inside and you can't help but a swelling up of, of just pure joy in your life because God has done a work in your life. It's all through the power of His Word. It's His Word, His testimony, His possession like we talked about this morning. In this verse, this passage, God declares the power and effectiveness of His Word. We really need to take a hold of this because this is, this is bound up in our faith, in our hope, in our willingness to persevere, in our willingness to, to thrive as Christians. As if God said it, even if I can't see it right now, it is so. It is so. We're going, this is election year. Lord, we try not preach politics from the pulpit, but it's election year. And we're going to talk about some of it. 
And we're about to hear, starting very soon, a lot of promises. A lot of things. I'll do this. I'll do that. My constituents want this. I'll do that. And just in my little short time here, I ain't seen nobody do what they said they were going to do. Not 100%. Some of them got some things done, right? But not 100%. I remember whenever I was going through school, it must have been really, really a, a really effective thing in the mind of my uh, history teacher because we got like a month on a chicken in every pot, right? That was the, that was the thing around here. And uh, that's what he remembers saying. He said, there wasn't no chicken in my pot. That's what he said. He said, I don't remember that. He said, if there was a chicken, it's because I went and got it. You know, this world has nothing for us. Absolutely nothing. And all they do is, is stir up emotion, and the best they can do is fail. But God, in the power of His Word, if He has said something, He means to do that thing. He means to do that thing. And for us, the church, that means really good things. It really does. And for this world, that means some really bad things. His word is yes and amen. And what he means to do, he, he does it. God's word is not just a collection of words on a page. This isn't just a really good book. This is a series of divinely inspired, needed books. We can talk about how we got the Bible and why we have 66 books instead of set of 72 or whatever it is with the Apocrypha. None of that matters. It really doesn't. What matters is, do you know the author of the book? Because, see, it's, it's 40-something authors over 1,500 years, uh, seven different continents, not seven, sorry, three different continents, I believe, and we have the 66 books that we have, both Old and New Testament. Something that's crazy. Like, we don't have anything other than that that's ever survived history, ever, period. But it's one author. It's one author. It's one voice behind the pen. It's one breath behind every stroke of the pen. When the Word says that it's God-breathed, guess what? Broke open the Greek. That's exactly what that means. It is solely inspired by one entity written by the power of His very Word. You say, well, that's all good. We got the Bible. Cool. God worked through Paul. He worked through Isaiah. He worked through Jeremiah. It Was it Paul writing his letters? Yeah, absolutely it was. Was it his words? Was it his his themes and his penmanship yep it was the whole time but yet but yet it was god and you say that sounds almost too crazy to to even wrap your head around but look at your life look at your life christian it's the exact same thing i am in complete control of my life like I woke up this morning, I decided what I was going to do, if I was going to eat, if I wasn't going to eat, if I was going to take my meds, if I wasn't going to take my meds, if I was going to get in my truck, if I wasn't going to get in my truck. Our life is nothing but decisions. Nothing but choices. But yet, the Word says that we plan our steps and He directs our paths. How do you 
reconcile that. You don't. You praise God and go, you're bigger than me. You're bigger than the choices that I can make. You have divine power. What gives God more glory? To have a bunch of robots to do His bidding? Or to be a God so powerful and so big that His creation can make up their own mind and yet still do His will? You ever thought about that? I'm in complete control of what I do. But yet, I can look back and I can see God's hand in my whole life. Just moving. Moving me here, moving me there, doing this. And and Brother Levi, it's all me. Like, it's all me. I never woke up one time and go, I don't know why I'm doing this. (laughs) Right? I may not understand. You know, I don't know why I'm in this situation today. The only thing... God has ever desired for His creation to do is to learn of Him and to apply His statutes to their life. That's it. To be willing to submit. Submit to what? Authority? Yeah, His authority. Submit to what? The reading of His Word? That shouldn't be a begrudging thing. It's how we learn of our Lord. How do I know what to do? He's laid it out. You want to know what power is in this life? What, what does the world say? Well, they say a lot of things. What's one of the most powerful things in this world? Information. It's knowledge. It's knowing things. If I know something that you don't know, I've got something on top of you. Right? Wars have been started. Wars have been ended over information. Governments have been built. Governments have toppled over Information. We have whole products of our government. Their whole job is just to know more than other people. That's it. All the alphabets, FBI, CIA, all those. They just know things. And their job is to know things quicker than other people. And if they can do their job effectively, then they have power. Y'all. We know things that's not even happened yet. How powerful are you? I don't feel real powerful. That doesn't change who you are. It really doesn't. This should be illuminating uh, tonight. What is the power of the Word? It's the power of illumination. It's the power of knowledge. God of the whole universe who didn't have to do a thing and still be perfect, still be God, still be great, decided to tell us about Himself and to write down how we are to live a life that's pleasing to Him so that we could be with Him for eternity. You say, well, that sounds good. I can't get there by my works. Nope, you can't. He made a way also. He did. And then he thought ahead in time and went, okay, well, Scott's going to have this, this question. Well, if it ain't by my works and it's only by Christ, then why do I have to do anything? Well, he made sure to raise up a little apostle called James, by the way, half-brother, lived with him, raised him up, was an unbeliever if you read the Gospels. 
But after coming to Christ, writing under the inspiration of the same Holy Ghost that's in you, said, what? If you have faith without works, you need to show it to me. And if you can show me that, then I'll show you my works without faith because it doesn't happen. They're both. There's a change. There's a cause. I'm going to get real spiritual. You ready? And an effect. <laughs> you go, well, that's not spiritual at all. That's logical. That's the God we serve. He doesn't make this impossible to understand. There was a cause in my life causing me to switch directions. And ever since then, there has been effect after effect after change after change in my life to the point, Brother Levi, where I'm at that you can't sway me. There's been too much that's happened to me. I, I didn't do this by myself. I would have never made the choices that I've made other than being on the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. I, I would be a different person. I would be a person that even I didn't like. You say, how do you know that? Because before salvation, I didn't like myself. I didn't want to be by myself, let alone have other people in and know me, know the true me. Well, they had a facade of me. Happy-go-lucky Scott, you know, preacher's kid Scott, talk about God Scott for a little while until I got up against somebody who was real. And then it's almost like the Word said, my spirit didn't coincide with their spirit and something wasn't right. Then I would go home and I'd be mad. Didn't know why. Wouldn't even look. How many's ever done that? You like you get out of the shower, you're trying to get ready, and you, you never make eye contact with yourself. Well, it ain't because I didn't think I was wasn't good looking. You know, there was a reason behind all of that. And one day, I finally looked at myself, not in the mirror, but spiritually. My eyes were open, scales were removed, and what I seen was way worse than I thought. And I didn't like myself. But yet, there was a light that shone with open arms and He said, you don't like what you see? Neither do I. But that can change. That can change. How do we apply this? This power. It's what the whole world wants. It's power. I want to be power. It's a multi-billion dollar industry. All of these Marvel movies and superheroes, and it's just about having power. You know, that's always what the villain wants. I don't. I've never understood that, but yet I've read almost all the comics and watched all the movies and all that stuff. Villain wants to do two things: become all powerful and destroy the world. That's what he wants to do. I'm like, why would you want to gain all power and then destroy the world? But is that not what our enemy tends to do or expects to do or wants to do? He wanted to assert himself as God and he's destroyed the world. One day God will make it right. How do you know that? Because the Word says so. It says so.
How do we apply this truth to our lives? Well, if you haven't noticed, this is your yearly pastoral chastening to read your Bible. Okay? It's a new year, 2024. Most of us got the little reading of the things. We just said, you know, I didn't do real good in 2023. I'm going to really knuckle down and I'm going I'm to read and it's, it's week two, right? We don't have to call everybody out. We're not going to raise our hand. But I would, I would venture a guess as to say we're probably not doing like we want to do, right? We can always do more. But it, it goes beyond just reading words on a page, it's the prayerful, prayer, prayerful application of what we read. We must recognize that the authority and the reliability is in God's Word because it is God's Word. Okay? We must understand that it's not just a book of stories, but it's God's direct communication to us. Not a certain group of people, not humanity as a whole, personal to you. To you. We must have faith in the power of His Word and trust that it will accomplish what He desires. What does the Bible say He desires for you and I? Good things. Good things. What are those things? Read. You'll, you'll see them. They pop out of the page like popcorn sometimes. Doesn't mean we won't have adversity. Doesn't mean we're not going to have horrible days. But this isn't our end. This isn't our true reality. We have a better place coming. We have a better life ahead. This faith should drive us to diligently study, meditate on His Word, knowing that it has the power to transform us and our circumstances. Pastor, are you telling me if I just diligently commit to prayerfully and joyfully reading the Word of God that my life is going to benefit and be better? Yeah, spiritually, absolutely it will. Absolutely it will. If for no other reason you get to know the King, do you realize that this whole book is pointing you to one man? That's it. From Genesis to Revelations to the maps. All of it. To one man. Jesus Christ. Him crucified, buried, risen again, ascending to the Father, interceding for us presently, and coming again. That's, that's all that this is. It takes you like some 300 hours, I've heard, if you just read it, if you just sit down like you could and read the whole thing. I guess that depends on how hooked on phonics wasn't the best for me. Like, I probably, I probably couldn't do that, Brother Josh. Like, my poor mom and dad, when we, we got all of that hooked on phonics, hooked on math, like, we're going to get real good. My dad... He would come home from work and mom would say, you need to go over them flashcards with them kids. Well, he heard flashcards and we were doing math and literally like, like this, doing times tables and stuff. And he's like, why you can't get it? I'm like, I can't even see it. 
right? They didn't realize I needed glasses. It's like, I don't, I don't know what you're doing. He's like, got it? No, I don't. You got it? No, I don't. You got it? No, I don't. And it's hilarious and it's funny, but some of us read the Bible like that. I'm just going to get through what I need to get through. I'm just going to knuckle down and I'm going to read three chapters. And then if you get through it, you ain't got a clue what you read because it ain't here. I'm reading to know God. And if it takes me the rest of my life to read through the Bible, but every time I read, I connect with God, so be it. There's people who who have already read the Bible. You can read the Bible in a month. There's a plan for it. Right? Cool. Tell me what you know. Tell me when, when life is bad. Where do you go? What can you pull out of your inner being to encourage you to carry on? Because guess what? Monday, well, we're off tomorrow. Tuesday, when I'm at work and I'm in the middle of a mud hole, I don't have time to go, I'm having a bad day. Let me flip through my my physical book. But what I find, Brother Levi, just as if the Word said that, is what I've put in, He draws out. He draws out. We don't have time in, in our witness when somebody comes up to us and says, what do I have to do to go, hold on, let me call the preacher. Let me, Brother Matt's really good. He knows like the strongs and knows all of it. Let me just text him right quick. You have to have it in. You have to have it in. And what my generation has always heard, but guess what? Never thought it would be this way, but it's looking like that. What are you going to do one day if you don't have a Bible? What are you going to do one day when all you have... If, if the Bible disappeared right now, if there was a rapture of a book, gone, and you had to live the rest of your life on just what you know, how good are you? What, how are you going to... Are you going to be Okay. We need to read the Word like that may be the last time I read the Word. That's how desperate we need to be. Because it is the only power. It's the only thing that we have in this life that is yes and amen. That is of a surety. Let me close with a few verses just so it's not me up here talking. Hebrews 4 and 12. For the Word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit of both joint and marrow. Do you know what that means? It affects you physically and spiritually. Okay? And able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Nothing in this world can do that. Absolutely nothing in this world can do that. You can't even do that with your own heart. So says the Word. Psalm 119 and 105, we really should have read the longest chapter in the Bible, y'all, because it's all about the Bible. Your Word is a lamp to my feet, a light to my path. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, all Scripture, we knew we were hitting this one, all Scripture, is inspired by God, profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, in other words, for everything, 
So, why? I love the word. It answers questions left and right. So that the man of God may be adequate and equipped for every good work. How am I going to be prepared to live this life? Through the Word. Through the Word. James 1 and 22. But prove yourself doers of the Word. Wait, so it's not just... It's not just reading. Mm. Doers of the Word and not merely hearers who delude themselves. I'm going to read that one again because I've got to get it first, y'all. I've got to deal with this. I've got to wrestle with this. And then y'all get scattered gun and you get the whole week to figure it out. Okay? Prove yourselves. Doers of the Word. How do you do that? Well, you have to know what to do first, right? Doers of the Word, and not not merely hearers only, because if you only hear and not do, the Word just said you delude yourselves. In other words, you deceive yourselves. In other words, you are of no benefit to anyone. We We have to put into action what we read. We have to. James, what we quoted earlier, that's exactly what, what that means. You have faith that God has done something in your life, so what are you doing about it? Are you living your life as if God's changed you? If there's been a change, it should be pretty easy just to live differently, right? He went, "Uh uh-uh, that's not practical application. I struggle with stuff every day. Join the club. But I ain't what I was. And guess what? Some of the things that used to really hinder me are truly under the blood. Did I say that they're fully gone from my life? No, but they're truly under the blood and they don't hinder me like they did. What used to cause issue, huge issue in my life, now I'm able to go, Mm-mm, no, absolutely not. And then I, then I turn around and I'm like, oh, there's the next battle. Cool. But I can still draw on the fact that I don't fight that like I did. So whenever I'm looking at this next thing, guess what? Almost like the Word says, from faith to faith, from glory to glory, I'm not going to go into this next battle thinking that I can overcome. Because it's already happened. I don't even have to look at anybody else. Brother Chad, has God done things in your life? Yep, I've heard about them. We, we all have testimony, and we all draw from that testimony. But I don't have to go any further than my own life to look and see that God is good. The Word of God is not something that we should take lightly or underestimate. It's the very essence of God's character and the source of His truth. You realize we weren't we can't all be in history when Jesus was here. Right? You went, oh, it's pretty easy. We're 2,000 plus years away from when He physically walked this earth. John literally said that it was the Word wrapped in flesh and here. He said, we touched Him, we held Him, we seen Him. Oh. And we, we, are here 2,000 years removed 
And it's like, what did you, what was you thinking? Like, I, I just got to do this on my own? But guess what we can do? No, we do not worship this book. We don't. This isn't the fourth in the Trinity. But it is something that when I don't, when my faith is weak, when my faith is weak, if we could just grasp that this is God, like, not this book, not, not this, we don't worship this book, but Lord, You've given this book, and You're a God of yes and amen, and I can't fully see You right now, but I'm going to hold on to what I have. And I'm going to read of You, and Your goodness, and Your grace, and Your mercy, and eventually... Eventually, you'll make me strong. You'll make me strong. Let's stand tonight. We come. These altars are these altars are open. I pray that I stirred you tonight. I am. I'm one of the worst. Okay, I'm. A, I'm gonna be like. I'm like Paul. I'm the chiefest of not reading. I was convicted last year and I'm still struggling with that. Like I read a lot. I study a lot. Like I put dozens of hours into reading the Word just to give you this. But yet the Lord pricked my heart about six months ago on this thing right here. And it's taken me almost that long to be able to preach it to you. It's not enough to read. It's not enough to read even for others. But it's God, He said, what are, you, what are you doing? Just read to learn of Me. In other words, just spend, spend time with Me. Not that I think this is a job, this is a calling. There's a complete difference. If this was a job, I'd have a different job. Right? But studying... To show yourself to prove is one thing. It's hilarious, but it's true. Studying to show yourself to prove, got to have it. Studying and reading in order to get it in so that I can effectively witness, got to have it. Studying even to answer questions like we do, got to have it. Where is the personal relationship? He so, he so moved me, Brother Roger. He said... you. You're learning about me and you're giving me to others, but you haven't spent time with me. Maybe that's some of you. And it's okay. Know where you are. Know where you are in your spiritual walk. Some of us ain't where we need to be. How do you know that? Because I'm not where I want to be. And if if I'm not even where I want to be, I know I ain't where I need to be. Right? So, no, I'm the chiefest of the ones. Okay? But there is, God has given us technology, and technology is fantastic used in the right context. Because I'm driving most days. I put, we put hundreds of miles, hundreds of, listen to what I'm about to say, hundreds of miles, and I never leave DeVille in these work trucks that we have just round and around and around and around and around. And you know what I can do and what I've found myself doing? Just have the Word playing. Just have it, just have it playing and, and meditating on that and just, and just listening to the Word. 
And it seems like whenever I can finally sit down and have devotion time and, and have time with Him, He just brings all that up. And it's, it's as if I know things that I didn't know before. Reading the same words. Has anybody read through the Bible? Yeah? Brother Matt, I knew you would, but you would have. I've, I've read the Bible, but never cover to cover. Does that make sense? Like I, I've 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 read the whole Bible, but never cover to cover. I, I've never made it past Leviticus, right? I just hey, Sunday nights. That's kind of how it is. Confession time, right? But how how always oh, convicting me? How would how would that affect like my other relationships? If I only sought to know Tab, like ages zero to seven, she's not nearly sixty-six. We can't go year for year, but she's she is as old as she is, and I'm learning things about her now that sometimes it's okay to cry. Sometimes. It makes me fall in love with her over again. Just stupid little things now, right? In, in this life. But I find that happening in, in my time with the Lord. I'm reading the same things. The sa- How many times can you read Romans, right? We're studying Romans. How many times can you read Romans? It is like a staple. You're not a Christian unless you've read Romans. Sometimes literally, right? But yet reading through Romans, I find I find the Lord and I find new different things. And He's new to me. And oh my God, literally, like you are great. You are great. If we could just commit, if we could commit to learning of God, we would benefit in ways you can't even imagine. Like you literally could not imagine. Not much on pledges. Oaths. Word of God says says things about oaths. Shouldn't promise things if you don't think you can keep them. But this is this is one of those things that you need to you need to make between you and the Lord to to dedicate a life of knowing Him. That's the only way we mature. Richard Paul, he matures every day. Stagnant sometimes. Plateaus. Peaks and valleys. But it's, it's only because he's growing every day that he's maturing, right? I pray. I pray that all of us understand and believe in the power of the Word. The power of the Word. Lord, I, I thank You for Your Word. For the ability to know You. For the ability to, to gather in Your name under one roof with people of like mind, of like will, and to just seek You and Your holiness, Lord, Your glory. 
Help us, O oh God, in these days to come, these weeks, in this year, in the rest of our life, Lord, to fully commit to joyfully learning of You. Let that be our desire. Lord, light a flame within our souls. Lord, Your Word says to go back to that first love, and that's exactly what we're talking about tonight. Make it in our lives the way it was in the beginning. Lord, but we know that it's going to be better because You don't take knowledge away from us. Lord, I didn't fully understand what I understand now, but I was excited. Lord, bring that excitement back with the wisdom and the knowledge that I have and we have, O oh God, and help us to reach, O oh God, this next level. Lord, I ask this in Your name. Amen. These all-